The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. Paula V here. Today, I have an amazing woman to share with you. Her name is Ashley Levy, and we're going to be talking about the beautiful healing qualities of crystals. And Ashley actually is a crystal healing instructor, and she is the founder of the Love and Light School of Energy Medicine, as well as the founder and, and educational director. She provides online crystal healing classes for heart-centered healers and spiritual entrepreneurs who want to create a life and sacred business aligned with their heart and soul. Her creative spirit and extensive crystal healing training, in addition to her experiences is for a crystal healer and business owner, have her in her role as educational director. I am so honored to have Ashley on the show today. Ashley, I want to say a big welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Paula. I'm really excited for the show today. Oh, I I am as well. I just, I love crystals. I, I love crystals. I, I just think they're so awesome and they enhance our lives so much. So I'm really excited to to share all of your information. Well, let's begin. Would you like to share a, a bit of your background and what brought you into what you do? Sure. Um, so really, I mean, my work with crystals goes back all the way to my childhood. I was always um, really interested in them. My grandfather had a really large mineral collection, still does. And we would just sit for hours up in his study, and he would kind of show me the different crystals and tell me about where they would come from and um, how they were formed and that kind of thing. And it was so interesting to me, even at a young age. And I remember him giving me the Smithsonian Guide to Crystals and Minerals when I was about 10 years old, and I loved the photographs in that book. I could see these absolutely stunning crystals that, you know, were like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I really started reading through the information and even the bits about earth science and geology, I loved that kind of stuff. But then I started to see little tidbits and pieces of information here and there about the lore and historical uses of crystals from a magical perspective or crystals that have been used for healing or to ward off negativity. And it was so interesting because it was the first time I'd really been exposed to that kind of an idea about crystals and that they could be used for something other than to collect and catalog and just appreciate their beauty. So that was a, a big eye-opener for me. So I did a lot of self-study um, throughout my teenage years, my early 20s, uh, reading as many books about crystals and energy as I could get my hands on. And then I took my first professional training to become a certified crystal healer in the Melodies Love is in the Earth Lane out of Stones workshops in 2007. I started offering crystal healing sessions for my clients, but I found that I really liked how I could empower them through teaching and sharing information about how they could use crystals for themselves. So over 100 plus crystal healing certifications later, I've taken so many classes 
Um, I, I had people all over the world kind of just begging me to, to make my local classes available online. So I've kind of moved all of my teaching to an online platform where I can reach people from all over and connect with many different types of people. We can all share and learn about crystals together. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, I, you know, crystals, it is. It's so fascinating. I love what you shared. They're just not something to you know, to make us look prettier. Oh my gosh, the qualities and the feelings. And I know myself over the, over the years, I've gotten where I can hold different crystals and you just feel their energies. It is so fun. Yeah, and it's, you know, I love when I talk to people, just like what you're saying, you know, I, I, I have this crystal and it, it, it's like it chose me when I was out shopping and, you know, I've really been able to tune into the energy and the cool thing is I love hearing about all these stories and one of the things I've learned about crystal energy from working with so many people is that everyone experiences crystals in a different way. So some people might feel the energy in their hands, other people might get intuitive messages or kind of an inner knowing about how to use that stone. Other people might be drawn to a particular part of their body and know that that crystal helps with that. It's just really, really interesting how many people kind of have this innate connection with crystals and just know how to use them, know how to connect with them. And I think that goes back to, you know, people using crystals for thousands and thousands of years for healing. Yes, yes. Now, when you're working with someone... Do you pick up on particular crystals that you want to recommend to them to work with, or do you have just a general this, this, this? I mean, do you, do you teach people how to look at what crystals may be the best choice to bring into their lives? Yeah, I kind of do a little bit of both. So I really like to give people some basic background on, you know, say you wanted to use crystals for emotional healing. I'll give a few tools in the way of here are some crystal grids that would be great for that, or here are some stones that you could meditate that would really help with that. Um, but I always encourage my students to also be open to their inner guidance or their intuition and just know that, you know, you don't have to do everything by the book. Crystal healing is very subjective. And it's really all about intention and personal experience. So really, you could choose to work with any stone that you feel drawn to for a specific purpose. And just because you don't see a property um, for that stone listed in a book doesn't mean you can't work with it in that way. It's really about creating a personal relationship with your crystals and about listening to that inner guidance and kind of working from there. So I, I definitely encourage the intuitive side. But that being said, I know some people are a little bit hesitant to kind of go out on a limb and just jump into working with crystals without, you know, any foundation for it. So that's why I really like to offer some really basic techniques that I've found that have been kind of tried and true and work for most people um, in given circumstances. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know personally for me, I always have to have a stone or two in my pocket and it's every day. Okay, who do I... Who do I want to have with me? I, I would like to ask you, share to those that aren't familiar with this, what the Sacred Stone Grids are, what, what that program is. Sure. So crystal grids are really interesting. They've kind of just been becoming a little more mainstream. If you're part of the New Age community, uh, you've probably seen a video floating around on YouTube and Facebook of a little boy who um, is about eight years old and creates these amazing crystal grids. That kind of went viral in the New Age community for a little while. But basically, a crystal grid is a sacred geometric arrangement of crystals that's created with a specific intention to try and manifest your desired results. Um, so it's about combining crystal energy and selected crystals for their properties with sacred geometry, which is kind of like the building blocks and language of the universe. So if you have a specific intention for working with your crystals, you're choosing your crystals based on that intention in which crystals resonate with that intention or affirmation statement. And then you also choose a sacred geometric shape that kind of reinforces that. And this combination of placing crystals in this sacred geometric pattern or formation really amps up the energy and gets your message through 
straight for the heart of the universe so that you can facilitate change very quickly and relatively effortlessly, if I can use that term, because it's really about just holding intention, holding space for that in your life and allowing the energy to shift and change. Now, this isn't quite the same as like the law of attraction, although that's part of it. Um, there's something really deeper going on here because it's about co-creating energetically with the universe. And it's about using your intention with the amplifying capability of the crystals and then the clarity that comes from the sacred geometry. And what happens when you create a crystal grid like this is that the energy of the sacred geometric shape um, really helps to unify all of the crystals within the grid. So instead of just getting the energy of, you know, each stone individually, it connects and links all those stones through the sacred geometry, which then makes them so much more powerful than just the sum of all of their parts. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is so amazing. And what a fantastic tool. And when you use uh, the crystal grids, do you use a particular crystal, such as a quartz crystal, or do you vary the crystals that you use? I personally vary the crystals that I use. There are some teachers out there that will tell you that um, a quartz generator, which is usually a large, perfectly kind of symmetrical, thick-sided crystal that's really good for sending and receiving energy. Uh, they're great transmitters. So some teachers will say that that's what you should always use in the center of your crystal grid. I think that's a great go-to if you're kind of just starting out or unsure what else to use in the center because the quartz will kind of just amplify whatever the intention is and help unify the energy of the other crystals in your grid. What I personally like to do is choose my central stone based on whatever the main theme or intention of my grid is. So if I wanted to do a grid for distance healing, for example, I might choose something like an Apophyllite Pyramid because I know that it's really great for sending energy and healing at a distance. Um, on the other hand, if I wanted to do a grid to promote more self-love and self-care in my life, I might want to choose a Rose Quartz stone for the center of my grid. And you can vary the type of stone, the shape of the stone, kind of all depending on what your intention or affirmation statement for that grid would be. Oh, I love that. I love that. And speaking of manifestation, that is, is such a beautiful thing to, you know, connect with those energies and open up and, and help us manifest. So, what would you say crystals do as well as with the grid? What qualities the crystals have that can, can help a person with manifesting? Well, if you're just wondering innately what is it about crystals that help, it's, it's that amplifying capability. So crystals have a perfect, stable, crystalline structure, a molecular blueprint, and that helps to amplify and transmit energy. So if you put an intention into a crystal, which I feel is a little different than programming a crystal, but if you put an intention into a crystal, the crystal will help to amplify that intention, put it out there to the universe to help draw those things into your life. So they have natural capabilities for manifesting, but there are also specific stones that you can use to help you manifest things into your life. For example, citrine is a great prosperity stone it's been known for a very long time as the merchant stone, and it's thought that by putting a piece of citrine in your cash register or in your office or your workspace, it helps to enhance and increase abundance and prosperity energy. Now, I have a very dear friend who does this really, really cool thing. She creates a little abundance jar for herself. So she has a vase that she's painted um, really beautifully. She's an artist, so she, of course, has to put her flair on it. But it could just be any vase or jar, um, some kind of vessel or container. And she fills the bottom of the jar with little chips of citrine to bring that prosperity energy into this vessel, and then every time she has any loose change or single-dollar bills, she stuffs them into this abundance jar to show the universe that she is willing to put something into what she's trying to manifest. So this is her contribution to manifestation, prosperity, and abundance, and then the universe helps to fill up the jar as well. And you find that by the time you start to get close to the top of the jar, 
you are filled up with feelings of gratitude, with feelings of being taken care of and provided for by the universe, and that prosperity and abundance naturally flow into your life easier. Um, and so she kind of steps it up every few years. You know, she never used to do single-dollar bills. At first, it was just pennies and nickels. And then she started throwing in dimes and quarters. And then she started throwing in singles. And she said, you know, a few years from now, I'm going to be filling that thing with 20s. And then maybe someday I'll be filling that thing with 100s. And it's yes. just kind of her way of connecting with universal energy and calling in more prosperity and abundance. Oh, I love that. That is such a fun idea. Isn't my, that really myself- fun? Yes, I, I keep the citrine in my purse with my cash, my checkbook, and with my receipt book. So I love that. But I, I love the jar idea. That's really fun. It's so fun. And, you know, something that you could do to put a little bit of extra energy into that is keep that jar in the prosperity corner of your home. So if you think about where the front door to your home is, the far back left corner is your prosperity corner. And if you keep this abundance jar in your prosperity corner, or if you don't want to keep it in your home, think of your workspace or your office and just use the far back left corner of your workspace or office. If you keep the little prosperity jar there, and this is one thing that I've started doing, you can actually use that as the center of your crystal grid. And you can put eight citrine crystals around the outside and I use eight crystals for this because eight um, in numerology is a number associated with infinite abundance and manifestation so I've actually pointed eight citrine crystals toward that abundance jar and then I use that as the center of my grid and then I put little affirmations and things like that inside of my abundance jar too and I have to tell you I honestly think it's working oh my <laughs> um, I've god big big changes over the past year or so since I started doing this and it's something that I really encourage everybody to give a try Oh my gosh, Ashley, that is so fun. I'm going to do that as well as well. Can I clarify though? So what it would would be is you come in your front door from outside of the house and then you look at the far back left corner. That would be your prosperity. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So think about where that would be in your home. So for me, the far back left corner is actually near a back door, which in feng shui is not ideal because doorways can lead to kind of like leaky energy or energy flowing out of the home. So I've had to do a few other feng shui things to help kind of remedy that. Um, But I think keeping that prosperity jar there works really great. And that's actually the door that I use to come home every day. So it's really convenient for me because as soon as I come in, I just empty my pockets, right? <laughs> right in oh. my little jar. Any loose change that's floating around in my pockets or my purse, I throw right in there as soon as I walk in the door. And it becomes like a little ritual. And it just kind of reminds you to kind of give back to yourself, take care of yourself, and that the universe will provide. Oh, that is a fabulous idea, and how fun. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. Oh, I'm afraid we do have to pop out for a commercial, Ashley. This is so fun. So, everyone, we will be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you, Ashley. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. 
Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I am here today with Ashley Levy, and we are discussing crystals and the healing powers of crystals and so much fun information. Ashley is a, a crystal healing instructor, and she is sharing some, some really fun ideas for everyone. I love it. Well, Ashley, I just would love to jump right back into more crystal talk. And something I, I think would be fun to discuss is how, how we can energetically support the human body with crystals, what, what that does. And that even, you know, myself as a Reiki practitioner, I use crystals you know, with my Reiki treatment. So I'd, I'd love to touch on that as well, if you would. Absolutely. So, Paula, crystals, like I mentioned earlier, all have this unique, stable, perfect molecular blueprint. So they have this really perfect structure, which means that their energetic vibration or resonance is really regular, it's strong, it's um, very, very stable and very positive. And so if you think about your own energy body, right, it fluctuates all the time. So if you're going to work with a client or work with crystals for yourself, think about the energy body and how much it really does fluctuate and change based on what's going on in our day or if we've been stressed out for a period of time or if something happened that kind of made us a little emotionally charged. All these things influence our energy body. So it's kind of always in this state of flux. It's not what I would consider perfect or stable at all. And so by bringing a healing crystal into the energy field, your energy field will actually go through the process of entrainment and start to mimic the energetic resonance of the crystal, which brings out this perfect state of harmony and balance. And so having a crystal within your energy field is one of the very best and one of the very easiest ways to use healing stones. So most crystal healers will do this with crystal layouts, which is the art of placing crystals on and around the physical body. But you also do this when you put on your jewelry every day. If you have gemstone jewelry, most of us put on our earrings or necklaces or rings. And don't even necessarily maybe think about the energetic qualities that we're bringing into our field. I know I do because I love stones and you might do, but most people, I think it's kind of more habit or ritual or we just like the pretty shiny things. Yes. Um, Yes. But jewelry is, is one of the very easiest ways to start supporting yourself energetically with crystal energy every day because it's something that is so common and is so... Um, accommodating, I think. You know, you can pop on a couple pieces of jewelry and really shift the energy in your field. Now, if you wanted to take that definitely a step further, I think that doing a crystal healing session is amazing because you're really holding space for that transformation to take place in your life. Now, integrating crystals with Reiki is super easy and very powerful. I think that these are two healing modalities that go together like peas and carrots. I mean, it really doesn't get much better you have you have the reiki energy which is naturally so supportive so healing it's really powerful yet super gentle and then the crystals which are there to kind of guide that energy where it needs to go through this molecular blueprint of the crystals themselves and also amplify that energy and kind of bring it to a place where it's going to be um absolutely exactly what your client needs at that time. So there are a few ways to actually start integrating crystals into your Reiki practice. One of the simplest is to just work with crystals intuitively. If you're doing Reiki, you probably have, you know, pretty good sense of what your client needs at any given time. 
And so if you have a small collection of crystals, you can just allow yourself to be open to your inner guidance or messages from your guides or angels on how you should integrate those crystals into the session. Maybe you're feeling really called to use your amethyst cluster with the client and you think that it would be really beneficial if it were placed on the client's solar plexus. Listen to that. I think a little bit of questioning, um, inner questioning, is always good to be sure that there's not something you could be doing better or different that would help the client more. But I think overanalyzing your intuitive um, insight sometimes stops us from wanting to actually move forward and listen to that guidance that we're receiving. So working with stones intuitively is absolutely wonderful. But I also think that another really simple way to work with crystals with a Reiki practice is with a really simple chakra balance layout. So you can get one stone for each of the seven major chakras. You need seven crystals. And I personally like to correspond them to the colors of the chakras themselves. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. And I start on the root chakra or base chakra. I place the red stone, then moving to the sacral chakra, the yellow, or excuse me, the orange stone. The solar plexus would be yellow, the heart green, the throat blue, the third eye indigo, and the crown violet. Now, once your client is within this chakra balancing layout, it will naturally start to bring them into a better place of balance and wholeness. Now, where the Reiki energy really comes in handy here is kind of studying the energy for long-term healing because sometimes you find when working with just crystals, you definitely need a few sessions before things get kind of tuned up. But I find when Reiki is introduced to the session as well, it almost helps kind of set that energy in motion and allow the client to absorb it more freely and readily and allows them to really start to integrate it for that kind of transformation that they need and it creates longer lasting energetic support. So like I said, peas and carrots, these two things are really kind of perfect for one another and they help balance, I think, for your clients. Um, something energetic with something physical that they can see and feel. So it kind of brings the Reiki down into the physical realm where the client is really experiencing the true benefit of it right away. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I personally absolutely love my crystal bowls. Do you have any thoughts on crystal healing bowls? Um, Are you referring to the little small carved bowls or the singing bowls? Yeah, the large singing bowls. Those are amazing. So we used to carry those in my New Age store um, a few years ago. We unfortunately run out of space for something quite so large and we just order them for people now. But Uh I absolutely adore them. The quartz singing bowls are so powerful. And I think that sound healing is another thing that really naturally kind of folds into um, just about any healing modality, but particularly with Reiki and crystal healing, they're great for cleansing your space. They're great for clearing things from your aura or from your client's aura. And they just, don't they just go right to the core of your being? I mean, can't you just feel that when you play yes. them? They do that. It just goes right through you. It's, it's yeah. really amazing. I love it. Uh, the work with the crystals is is so fantastic, isn't it? it? And it never stops, you know, what what we get from them and what we might learn or a new crystal we can find somewhere or discover. Isn't it fun? That's so true. Oh, it's so true. And we're finding new crystals all the time. You know, when I have students that are just starting to work with me, and one thing that I recommend is they start a little crystal journal. And every time you meditate with a crystal or you have a crystal experience or you dream about a crystal... Write it down in your crystal journal because, like I said, you know, earlier today, crystal healing is so subjective and we all create these really personal relationships with our stones. And if you have a little journal that you can kind of look back through your notes and see what has your experience with that crystal been, then you know exactly how you can use it for healing in the future. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's they, they just add so much to our lives and can be so fun. That's very true. Yes. And something uh, I saw on your website, Ashley, is you uh, mentioned uh, using a pendulum and 
you have a pendulum dowsing program. What What is that? Tell us about that. So pendulums are something that I've kind of incorporated into my crystal healing certification program because I think a lot of people are really interested in how they work and why they work. Um, so, you know, I, of course, recommend working with a crystal pendulum <laughs> because I love crystals. I'm crystal crazed. But I, I have a copper pendulum with a small quartz crystal on the end. And I really like that because the copper is a natural conductor of energy and then the quartz is a natural amplifier. So what that does is allow you to really pick up on the energy in a space or in a person's energy field, whatever it is that you're dowsing. Now, I'm not one of those people that can use a pendulum to get answers to, you know, my burning questions about my life. I find that I am, you know, very strong-willed, and I have a tendency to kind of, I think, force the pendulum to say what I want it to say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really one that's good at using a pendulum in that manner, but what I really love using my pendulum for is reading energy. So one of my favorite things to do is hold my pendulum over a chakra center on a client and ask which way the energy in that chakra is moving. And your pendulum will then replicate the movement in that energy center. So it might be slow and steady. It might be swinging wildly. It might not move at all. And that tells you a lot about what's going on in that chakra. And then I ask, you know, how should the energy in this chakra be moving for the client's highest good? Because I don't necessarily want to make a correction to something if maybe the way that it's working for them is how it's supposed to be. I don't want to make an assumption necessarily, but by asking my pendulum to show me how the energy is moving and then how the energy should be moving, I can then go forward with using stones or crystal reiki or whatever it is I'd like to do to kind of bring more balance to that center. Oh, that is so fun. I I absolutely love that. How fun and that can be so incorporated into a Reiki session. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that is, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I love it. There is just so much with the crystals. And I, I don't know, are you familiar with crystal healing beds as well? Absolutely. I would yes. love to have one someday. I've only had a chance to um, be underneath one one time. Yes. But yeah, for everyone listening, they're really, really cool. So there's usually a small quartz vogel wand and light, colored light is shown through each of those seven crystals. There's one for each chakra. And so there will be red light shining through one crystal and orange light all the way up to the violet light. And it, so intensely powerful that it really creates um, a sense of balance within just a few minutes. And I thought that I would be a little bit overwhelmed, but I found that I actually really sunk in and enjoyed the energy. Aren't they wonderful? I, I actually have one, and I discovered it about eight years ago in Peru, where I took a master Reiki course. And the resort we stayed at at the Sacred Valley had one. And I fell in love with it. And I came home and I went, Washington has to have one. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, it goes great with Reiki. And there are just so many fun things out there, Ashley. There are. And, you know, I love that people are finding ways to integrate it all together. Because I think, you know, that's what alternative healing and holistic therapies are really about, right? It's about getting back to working with the whole person and supporting the energy field in a lot of different ways. And I love when people are open to using Reiki and crystals and aromatherapy and sound healing and just yes. bringing it all together. Isn't that wonderful? I, I call it a happy meal. I just think it's <laughs> <laughs> so great to use all the different modalities and really have fun and and don't you think it's a lot of fun to you know have your practice work with your crystals you can do your reiki you can bring in the oils and you know you make it what you love and you have fun with and i bet you have so much fun teaching your crystal classes i i bet that is so fun I do. You know, it's one of those things that I never expected this is what I would be doing. I always wanted to teach when I was little. Um, 
but you know, I just didn't think that that's what my path held for me until I started, like I said, really offering a lot of sessions to my clients. And I found that I was spending probably the second half of the session giving them little homework assignments to do and things that they could do for themselves to work with the crystals. And my clients really loved that because they felt, like I said, so empowered and like they were really doing something to be proactive in their healing. And I think that as a healer, if you can encourage someone else to really kind of take charge of their own health and their own energy and be responsible for it and and play a role in the mindfulness about, you know, what they're kind of creating and bringing into their life, it goes a really long way. Yes, yes. And and how fun. What what a gift for you to share that education and that information with others. I just, I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Well, Ashley, I'm afraid we do need to go out for another commercial. I am enjoying my chat with you so much. So everyone, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this so fun show today. I am here with Ashley Levy, and we are talking about crystals, crystal healing, all the fun that we can have with crystals in our lives. It's, it's so fascinating and so fun. Ashley, I just love everything you've shared. We've had so much fun. I do. Oh, thank you, Paula. Oh, you're welcome. I would like to ask, because over the years, it's like constant uh, clients, students, will say I bought a new crystal I have this how do I cleanse it how do I charge it I want to take good care of it I I would love for you to share some information on that topic with our listeners sure so you know owning a new age store I get those questions all the time too especially since a lot of what I sell is crystals because I love them so much they're just about everywhere (laughs) um so I have, you know, customers come in and buy crystals at our store every single day. And in our shop, we really take cleansing pretty seriously because we like to keep the energy really positive. So I have one employee whose duty it is just about every day to do a little smudging in our store with some Palo Santo, which is a holy wood or saint's wood. It 
comes from Peru. It smells absolutely wonderful, and it's a really powerful cleanser of energy, but removes negative energy. And when we say, you know, when we talk about energy in terms of positive and negative, it doesn't really mean negative is bad. It just means energy that's not for your highest good or energy that's not for the highest good of the space. And so, you know, you have to think about energy as being either aligned with your intentions or something that's kind of a moot point and is just there sort of taking up space. So I like to kind of cleanse out anything that's not for the highest good of the space. And so we keep our our crystals pretty well cleansed. But whenever you come in and pick up a crystal at a shop and take it home, chances are it's been handled by a lot of people and it could have been sitting around the shop for a while. And it just over time sort of takes on different energies. And if those energies aren't aligned with what you'd like to do with that crystal, then you definitely need to cleanse it. And so when you get a new stone, it's really helpful if as soon as you get home, you can take a little bit of time to cleanse the energy. Now, there's so, so many ways to cleanse energy from crystals, and some, I think, are a little bit easier than others. I don't know that I'd go as far to say as some are more effective than others. I just think that there are, you know, different ways that work better for different people. So one of my favorite ways, like I said, is smudging. I love using Palo Santo, but if you're, you know, kind of... um, I think a little bit more old school and you want to stick with sage, you can definitely use sage. Um, I just find, I think my dog doesn't like the smell of sage very much. <laughs> as much as sage, she tends to kind of wander into the next room. So I really love using Palo Santo. But another thing that I really like to do for cleansing is to use my Tibetan singing bowl. And I'll just play my singing bowl because sound vibration is a really powerful cleanser. It's also very simple. Now, you can use a singing bowl. You can use pingshas or chimes. You could even do some vocal toning with your voice and cleanse the crystals with sound vibration through your own voice. There are so many different ways to cleanse. Um, There are some other more common ways to cleanse stones, like running them underwater and things like that. I actually personally don't do that. If my stone looks a little dingy when I get it, I might wash it um, with some really light detergent and a little bit of water. But use caution anytime you're using water on your crystals because there are a few stones that can be damaged or ruined by water. If your stone is crumbly or what? known as friable, then it can actually kind of damage the surface of your crystal. Um, The other thing is it's not as practical to cleanse a large group of stones with running water. So if you're going to, say, once a month, just cleanse all the crystals that you have in your healing toolkit, water might not be the most practical, whereas using sound vibration is really great because it cleanses your whole space, it cleanses your field, it cleanses your stones, and it's pretty quick and easy. Um, so that's, that's why I think I gravitate towards some methods over others. Now, you also asked about charging. Yes. And charging is one of those things that I've sort of changed my thinking about over the years. So when I first learned about crystal energy, I was taught, you know, you cleanse your stone and then you immediately have to charge it back up with positivity. And although I see the merit in that, my experience has really shown me that by working with a stone with positive intention, that's really what charging is meant to do. It's, it's about kind of filling that stone with purpose, filling that stone with vibrational energy that works for your highest good or for the highest good of your client. So rather than, you know, say charge my stone with moonlight or charge my stone with a specific essential oil fragrance, I like to charge my stones with intention. And so really, I just kind of have purpose for using each of my crystals. And I think that's what the key is to that. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Yes. Oh, that's, it's so great how the crystals can connect with the energy and take that in. And really, they become a part of us. I feel like my crystals are part of my aura. I've gotten where I always have to have a few of my crystals on me and near me. They just become part of you. Yeah, and as you grow and develop that relationship over time, they really do become important parts of your life. 
you know, there are crystals that have been with me through really difficult times in my life, through really happy times in my life, and I so appreciate the support that they provide, and I do think that, yeah, they, they become kind of integral over time. Yes, yes. Uh, Ashley, please share a, a little more information with the listeners in regard to your crystal classes and how they would contact you to sign up for one of your classes or one of your services. I, I would love to to hear more about what we can do to, to get involved with the beautiful work that you do. Oh, well, thank you, Paula. Um, well, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the founder and educational director of the Love and Light School of Energy Medicine. You can find me online on my website, which is loveandlighthealingschool.com. And from there, you can check out some super amazing stuff. I have a ton of free videos on my resources page. I have a free crystal properties ebook that is um, available for download. It has the properties of over 400 crystals in it. I also have kind of a list of crystal properties on my website, as well as tons and tons of free articles about different ways to use crystals for healing, for meditation, for working with your animals, for manifesting, all kinds of things. Like I mentioned, I'm a little crystal crazy. I love, love working with stones, and I really want to inspire other people to start working with crystals every day, and so that's mostly the kind of things that I talk about on my site. Um, You'll also find our course catalog there. We have four different programs available, the Crystal Healing Certification, the Advanced Crystal Certification, the Crystal Reiki Program, and the Sacred Stone Grids program, and then I have a number of standalone classes about all different topics from crystal divination to creating your own crystal elixirs and essences to awakening your third eye and intuition with crystals. So there's a little bit of everything, and you'll also find some links to find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube and all those good places, so come visit the site and hang out with me online. Oh, how fun. How fun. And I would love to chat a few moments about, because I'm a big animal girl, love the animals, uh, crystals with animals. Yeah, so this is something that a lot of people get really excited about because it's not something that they necessarily might think of when it comes to crystal healing. Um, One thing that I really like to do is just choose one or two stones that I think might really benefit my pet. So right now I have a 12-year-old golden retriever named Cece, (laughs) and she's starting, oh, I love goldens too, aren't they so sweet? Yes, yes. And, you know, Cece's a little bit of an old lady at this point. She has the beautiful white face and just a little bit of arthritis. So copper is really, really good for helping to reduce inflammation and arthritis pain. And I use that in combination with blue calcite, which is another great anti-inflammatory stone. So I like to, when she's just kind of laying down all snuggled up in her bed, I'll bring the crystals over to her and hold them in my hand, let her kind of sniff them and just check them out, make sure she's open to the session. If she's not, for me, the indicator, she'll usually turn her head away. Like, no, I'm not really into that right now. (laughs) So, you know, pay attention to those subtle cues with your animals because they can't always, you know, obviously vocalize whether or not they're open to the session. But for me, if she, you know, seems interested, I'll just go and hold the crystals on her hips because that's where she has the most trouble with the arthritis for about three to five minutes. The great thing about pets and animals is they don't have this whole ego self like, you know, like we do as humans that kind of gets in the way. Yeah, so it just it helps them, you know, really kind of absorb the healing energy a lot faster because they don't have these mental blocks. And then when she's done, she'll usually get a little bit fidgety or she'll kind of, like I said, roll over or turn her head away. And that's how I know, okay, she's done. She got what she needed from it, and then that's it. And then cleanse the crystals when you're done and kind of go about your day. It's, it really can be a very simple process. Oh, I love it. I love it. And... Uh, I'd like to touch on, do you recommend having particular crystals in different spots around the, the home or the workplace or the office? 
I do. No, I'm a big proponent of combining crystals with feng shui. I think that really goes a long way. So if you Google really quick, just do a quick Google search, anyone who's listening for a Bagua map of your home, you'll see usually um, the, the home broken down into nine areas. And each of those areas has a different group of associated colors. If you want to strengthen um, your family area, for example, you can bring pink or white crystals into the family area, and that will help, um, you know, bring more positive energy into your family life. Now, just some other general crystals that I really like. I love using a large quartz cluster or chunk of rose quartz in whichever room your family spends the most time in, so whether that's the kitchen or the living room, because quartz clusters or a big chunk of rose quartz either are really great for promoting harmony and group cooperation and empathy and compassion. And so these are all really important characteristics when you think about your family life. So that's, you know, definitely a great one. Um, a few crystals for the bedroom. You can use howlite for sweet dreams or amethyst to help with dream recall if you want to start kind of gaining intuitive insight from your dreams um, and interpreting dream symbols. You can also even use crystals in the bath, believe it or not. I love to pop just a couple tumbled rose quartz stones in my bath water because it really infuses that with self-love energy and just makes you feel so rejuvenated and refreshed when you step out of the tub. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Great information, Ashley. We are down to about two minutes left of the show. Ashley, what last words would you like to share with the listeners today? You know, I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to give crystals a chance. If you've been hesitant or you feel like you're not knowledgeable enough to use them, I challenge you to challenge those beliefs that you hold. Pick up a crystal, meditate with it, sit with it, just enjoy the energy. Think about how you can integrate crystals in one way into your day. Just one way that you can start using stones, whether it's by, you know, consciously choosing your jewelry in the morning and integrating the crystal energy that way, or holding the crystal for two or three minutes before bed and thinking about all the things that you're grateful for in your day. Think about how you can make one small step to start working with crystals now. Take that step. Challenge yourself to start this because I guarantee it will make a huge difference in the way that you feel about yourself and the way that you connect with the world. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I absolutely love that. Just, you know, that step will will make a difference and, and get them started on that. Ashley, you have just been an amazing gift to the listeners with all your fantastic information. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're so welcome, Paula. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And a big thank you to all of my listeners out there in the U.S. and around the world. Love, hugs, and blessings to everyone. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.